another episode of the Downsize with Style podcast to help you simplify your life, create a happy home and refine your apartment lifestyle. My name is Bettina Deda. I'm passionate about color, interiors and helping people achieve a stylish and functional home in a more compact space. Before we uh, introduce our guest this week, I would like to share the latest statistics um, from our podcast with you. Um, I'm very excited. We are now over um, 1,700 downloads um, and with listeners from uh, all over the world. And um, yeah, I just wanted to thank you, um, everyone um, who is interested in what we have to share and listening to the, to the show. Um, if you have um, some downsizing challenges, experience, experiences or questions, please email us at bettina at bdcolordesign.net.au and uh, we will answer the questions on the podcast. Now, today I'm talking um, with Steve Cooper of Cooper Barber Financial Planning. I met Steve a few days ago, actually, only. Um, <laughs> we were introduced um, by another friend. And um, so we had a bit of a chat and we realized that we are both helping people simplify their life and um, yeah, help them achieve greater freedom and live a more meaningful life. So therefore, I invited him to the show. Uh, he's a financial planner and has over 20 years of experience helping people at all stages of their life. So welcome, Steve. Hello, Bettina. How are you today? I'm very good. Thank you very much. Good to be here. That's great to hear. So maybe we start telling our listeners what you are passionate about. Well, I mean, apart from some of the fantastic restaurants that we have in Sydney and getting out onto the amazing beaches, mostly in summer, um, in my professional capacity, um, I guess the things that I'm most passionate about are... Um, assisting people to have uh, financial security and peace of mind. I guess the way, that that, the way we measure that in the simplest sort of form is when we know that a client walks out of our office six inches taller than when they came in. <laughs> Good. Be because yeah. they have gained some insight into where they're at, what they've got, what their limitations are, but that what they want and what is reasonable to them in their life and how they're going to live is actually possible. And when they get that, they can see sustainability. They can mm. see that they can actually go forward and um, not sit and worry. And the removal of worry is a key mm. thing to this, this concept of helping people and freeing people up. So mm. you're very much in the space that you, know, that you work in, decluttering yeah. and, and taking about all the things that bog you down mm. in your space yeah. that you live in, your financial worry and clutter. Yeah. Is it, no different. Exactly. I was just thinking of that while you're speaking about it. It's exactly the same thing what I do if I go help go helping people with the downsizing package because we do a briefing, you know, we talk about where they're at, what they have done, how they want to live and what the biggest problems are. And this is always decluttering. Absolutely. They don't know how to get started. Yes. And this is all like the financial stuff is one pot and they have the, the yes. decluttering stuff. Yes. They have other things. So it's, they have so many construction sites they are working on at the same time. This is why it's also overwhelming. Well, when you've but got you, more of these all on the go, of course, yeah. you sort of get lost in all of them. Yeah, and you don't exactly. attend to any one of them yeah. particularly. And you yeah. say you don't do a particularly good job in each of those. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we find that, um, I mean, people yeah. have got a big enough job just being parents sometimes or, yeah. Yeah. or, or being, you know, yeah. in a marriage and, and, mm. and looking after the, the home that they live in and all the work that goes into yeah. that and then chasing yeah. their career. 
So things like their finances tend to, much as they might intend to do to, yeah. to do a good job and look after things, it gets neglected because there's no deadline. Mm. And it's only later on when we get into this stage of <laughs> when life. When you turn 50, oh my God. When you get to this stage yeah, of life, yeah, when yeah. you start realising mm. that actually because there wasn't a deadline, it's now catching up with you and it becomes more imperative yeah. that you actually get... Mm. Stuff organized, and the more stuff you haven't sorted out when you turn, the, the, the bigger this mountain becomes. Well, you know, you have to to climb over, basically. Correct, but yeah. a lot of the time, what we find is that 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 mountain is often really more a perception mm. of a mountain than an actual problem. And yeah. it's, we, it's about people that actually will engage with people like ourselves that they can say, "Look, I need help with this. You know more about this than I do." Yeah. Um, that when we can map it out for them, that we find that they walk out of here six inches taller mm. because suddenly it's it can be solved. Mm. The worry is gone. Yeah. I think one of the most important things is that people make a decision to start somewhere. And this comes in discussions I have with empty nesters and other people like you who were on mm. the podcast. And um, I have, a few weeks ago, I did a recording with a couple who downsized from a big property to an apartment in Manly. And... It was exactly, again, that same issue. The lady said once they had made the decision to go to this, to Manly, they hadn't bought something, but they, they made this decision. All of a sudden, the, all the other stuff fell into place and they had some um, target to work to. And then because it was then all of a sudden they had only a year or something, they had to really, they decluttered like crazy. You know, they got everything yeah. sorted and they found ways to get it sorted. They were really inventive and creative. So... If you want to listen to that podcast, it's, it's number 36, episode 36. It's interesting. And so it is, but that was just that one thing. Okay, now we decide to do that and go ahead. Yeah. Well, know. procrastination is, is yeah. a bit of a problem, isn't it? And and we know that um, fear of the unknown and fear of exactly. where we're going yeah, to and what's yeah. going to happen is, is the stuff that causes that sort of yeah. momentum or that lack of momentum rather, yeah, yeah. and people get stuck with stuff. And as they say, I mean, the only thing you've really got to fear is fear itself. Mm. So, mm. Yeah. Okay, so we make a decision. That's Correct. good. Um, so how can you help empty nesters, basically? Oh, we are planning to downsize and um, live with a greater freedom. What... Um, well, I mean, I think the um, the, the it, it sort of runs from possibly sort of three the sort of three maybe core areas that I think are important that people consider mm. and, and get a grip on. Um, what, the first one of those is is know your numbers, mm. and particularly whether it's in relation to this particular circumstance that they're in of downsizing, or just generally speaking, if you don't yeah. know your numbers, you're not going to know anything about where you're going or where you've been. It's like mm. a ship setting sail from a port with absolutely no compass, no GPS, and no idea where they were going to go to anyway. Yeah. Because then they're just going to drift around randomly, yeah. and mm. the, the outcome they get is the outcome they get. Will they have enough fuel? Will they have enough food? Nobody knows. <laughs> and it's much the same thing. So know your numbers. And when we talk about your numbers here, there's a couple of things that are key. Know what income you've got. Know what you spend. Have a budget and be aware of what your expenses are. And if your expenses are greater than your income, clearly you need to deal with that. Mm. Um, also, with regard to the actual downsizing, know your numbers with regards to what the costs are. 
that yeah. you're going to end up with. They just are. There are going to be costs. Um, you're going to have to buy a whole lot of new stuff probably in the new place and just be aware that that's the case. You need to deal with it. The legal fees is a whole bunch of things that come in. Mm. And then um, what are you going to have left over at the end? And then we come back to looking at capital then. So what capital will you have based on your current assets and things, as well as what's going to be freed up from the downsize, if anything? Mm. And and how how is that going to work for you to support you through then that next phase of life and retirement and so on and so forth? Yeah. And if you don't know these numbers, you're absolutely not going to get there. Simple mm. as that. Second thing that we... Um, that we, that we think is very important is to be aware of where do you need to invest your capital to get it to last for you and to get it to work for you and to support you. Um, holding it in cash and getting inflation an investment return less than inflation is absolutely not going to work. Everybody mm. can tell you that. They understand that the purchasing power gets less. Mm. So that's not going to work. That's so you do need good. to get a return that is going to work for you. Um, but how much risk are you prepared to take or do you need to take too much risk because you don't have enough capital? Well, then you must go back to looking at how much income you need mm. and how much you spend and make those decisions. It's all about sustainability. How mm. long can you get your money to last responsibly without being stupid about it? Third thing, I think, is find a trusted advisor, somebody who understands this world. It is a technical world. It's a complex world. Yeah. Um, and don't go off popular press as to you know what the columns are saying every day about what's going on in the markets. That's not going to help you build a sustainable strategy. You want to have an advisor that you can work with and you trust. Mm. And in the Australian context, I think what's important there is somebody who is working on a fee for service, that they charge you a fee for what they do, that is fair and reasonable, but that is not linked to um, where you invest mm. because otherwise it's about the advisor's outcome now and not about yours and mm. to remove that nexus um, I think is really important so those are probably the three key things yeah. and, and so we work from with with people um, around those concepts to um, may help them make intelligent and informed decisions back to what you were saying mm. earlier on mm. make a decision but yeah. it's about making intelligent and informed decisions exactly. and that's our, probably what we do best yeah and i think this is really important in that context that people start researching early so it's the best if you you know yes, you, you can always start research yes. uh, and and you can research your financial things you can research the retirement villages or apartment landscape what you know the earlier you start you don't Absolutely. have to do it no. now but you can take five years to to kind of gather mm -hmm. information Correct. and have a project folder where you put all the stuff yeah. in and yep. then this is the thing because once people pro procrastinate then is this paralysis i'm not doing anything because it's all too much so i'm just keep going as I always did and then at some point they get sick or something happens and then everyone else apart from them makes decisions for them and, it, yeah, and this right. is the other thing you know and this is like if to make this informed decision you have to really do a bit of research I think this is you have I mean you can go to anyone and hope you know, hopefully that's the right person but but if you give I'd yourself enough time yeah exactly and you and you find the right professionals mm. to work with Yeah. And you find the right um, advice, and you and you find mm. the right property to go to, and yeah, you, exactly. you're not rushing it, and you're not desperate then to make yeah, a decision. Yeah, yeah. You make better decisions anyway. Mm. So um, yeah. the whole thing is more relaxed. There's more spaciousness in it. There's more energy. You breathe yeah. deeper. Yeah, you're and the, and the, if you build up such a 
folder or database for yourself. You you will see after a while, and if you get a good overview, and then yep. you talk usually to people, friends, and can you Correct. recommend yeah, someone yeah. this whole thing? Absolutely, you give yourself time then to if, do And that. if you do it like. Once a week, you, you, this is again some organizational thing. You have yeah. to allocate some time and say, okay, this is important for the next 10 years. I'm yeah. doing that once a week for an hour and then put my stuff in the folder. Yeah. You know, it's like these Absolutely. little things how to. I think, to I, think get there. But I think a lot of people don't do it. They're just too. I don't know. Well, I think the difference, I think the difference between being, you know, leaving enough space in it and not is comes down to the matter of empowerment. In other words, how much are you empowered in your in your move, in your downsize mm. and your decision making, or how much do you disempower yourself um, mm. by forcing yourself into a corner to make snap poor decisions? Yeah. And really, you sit with that choice. Mm. Yeah, exactly. As to when you get on with things and when you do yeah, things and yeah, how yeah. much run up time you your lead time mm. you, you do work with on these things so just so, yeah. one, one quick question you said um in regards to finding the right advisor is there a is there a, a website or is there how could people do that if they have no idea i mean they could ask their friends but how would you is there any association for financial planners or yes i mean you look asic you know, is starting a register of advisors i mean um, i'm obviously biased and suggest that you contact me um of course <laughs> Um, the, what I've found in my experience is that um, advisors that are independent or, or, or are not aligned mm. to a product manufacturer, so don't they're not involved with a, um, a superannuation fund or an investment platform or managed funds, yeah. um, are not constrained to have to use those products in mm. the way that they dispense their advice. And I think that that would be probably a really good rule of thumb. There's some really good advisors that have got years of experience that are, are parts of these, um, mm. you know, these various professional bodies. Um, so I, I wouldn't, don't want to really necessarily get into sort of suggesting that one professional body is better than the other professional mm. body because I don't believe that's true. Mm. But I do think that advisors that have got um, practices that are that are not aligned to product manufacturers yeah, yeah. Um, is a good place Fair to start, down. and um, you know that they are then generally if they again if they are fee for service, and that they are not don't have a vested in outcome mm. uh, uh, on on what's going on with the advice they give you, then they're working purely for you and your strategies and your outcome. That's mm. a good mix. Mm, mm. So, um, so that's probably not a bad. And then, of course, yes. I mean, word of mouth. Talk to people. Talk. Yes, you know, I often talk to your accountant um, mm. and see they they normally have associations yeah. with um, with financial advisors that might be useful. Mm. Um, but but yep, as we say, we we are biased and would suggest our company. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> okay. Um, so what else do we have? Yeah, you, um, I just, you put together some here, or not to put together, you found out some really interesting statistics as well here. Maybe we, um, it's a bit scary also, <laughs> these numbers. Um, maybe, yeah, do you want to elaborate on that? Um, yeah, I mean, that was just something that we were talking about the other day when you'd said to me um, things that are not necessarily um, financial planning you know, mm. uh, uh, issues, but that might be of value to people to just kind of think about as well. And and, and that's where that sort of came from. Um, it, it was 
it was some stuff that I'd, I've, I've heard through some very uh, recent conferences I've been to and so on and so forth in my experience mm. in the industry is one of these things is that fewer than a half of, that's about um, 52% of, of all Australians don't have a will. So less, mm. you know, 48% of people do have a will. Um, so over half of Australians don't have a valid will. Mm. Mm. That is extraordinarily um, concerning in the sense that there's an immense amount of wealth, people through compulsory superannuation, through um, the property, the way the property values have escalated, and so on and so forth. You know, and and there's they have these families, and often we, we have this magnificent statistic of um, second, you know, divorce rate, and and so mm, blended families mm, mm. brings about a, a lot of complexity. There's some very successful blended families out there, mm. but there is complexity when you're looking at inheritances mm. as to who's yeah, going yeah, to yeah, inherit yeah. and inherit. Um, what, yeah? Uh, because if I leave it to my new wife. And then she dies, then obviously there might be an inheritance through both my mm, children and mm. her children. Is that what I wanted? And how does this play out? And everybody's different. Every circumstance mm, situation is mm, totally different. Yeah. So um, so this matter of this number of wills that, that are out there is absolutely scary. Mm. This, the other thing is that fewer than 25% <laughs> of people have a power of attorney. And why this is a massive thing for us is is the the rate at which we're finding mental illness, yeah. mental health-related dis- incapacities. Mm. And dementia is this mm. is this huge number, like something like one in five mental incapacities mm. as a result of dementia. And as you start, start getting into mm. older demographics, it, it becomes a greater number. Yeah. Yet so few people have and the paperwork and the, the legal capacity established to have their affairs managed mm. for them. And and so all sorts of things start to happen because they don't have somebody who can step in and mm. look after mm. things on their behalf in a way that they are trust mm. that they trust and, and, and look after their best interest. And um, and they're not difficult things to do. Mm. They really are not. But you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> I was one of these, or we were one of those, who Absolutely. had no will yeah. and no power of attorney until we moved to Australia. Because this was was a massive step for me. My husband yes. is born here in Australia, so right. he is German-Australian, but for me it was a massive step. So we left everything behind. I'll just, okay, let's go to Australia with the kids. And then we were sitting here, and all of a sudden I thought, hang on, what happens if I die in a car accident? Yeah, then because we have no relatives here apart yeah. from my mother-in-law, who is now 80, over 80, and she can't cater for two boys you know, no. in teenage years no. and growing up. And no, then, of course not. So with, I said to my husband, we have to do something, you yeah. know, and this is when we then finally, after we came here, we sorted that out, but we were exactly the same. We didn't have anything in Germany. Yep. <laughs> but this is, this is why... I, I, I always think it's nothing happens without a reason. So, you know, like it's this thing. We came here and then this kind of triggered that, oh, now we you have to do better do something that. about it. That's yeah, right. and now we sorted that and found people in case both of us die somewhere, you know, and the boys sit here yes. in, in Australia. We have people in yes. Europe who yes. basically would take them back, you know, like and stuff like that. Well, I mean, I had a, yeah, and I had a recent case um, where, but, where, where the, it, was a, it was a divorcee um, and the, the father had nothing to do with the children and she did get ill and she was going to yeah. die. And so she had organized mm. in her will. But the thing is that they were from, um, from Ireland mm. and ultimately... Um, it was a case of then do the children who've grown up here and this is where their friends are and everything yeah. else is, do they then move to Ireland? Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, they were fortunate in that one of the family members was able to actually come out and live here yeah. and, and support yeah. it through that mm. way, and that's worked very well for them. Yeah. But that needed somebody to thought that through first mm, mm. and to set the structure up for mm. it to work for them. Yeah, but yeah. for most people who don't then you know, have a will at all, <clears throat> you tell me how it's going to pan yeah, out, and not yeah. well is the answer, I suggest. Yeah. Yeah. You know, another thing this that we... Um, um, that we do need to be aware of, and I think we're sort of talking about this demographic and this, where we, people are looking at, you know, downsizing, whether it's through empty nesters or or whatever the case might be, is that um, we know that we are living longer. I mean, the statistics of yeah. I mean, every census result that comes out shows that we are uh, generally living longer, yeah. um, which means we need more money. To yeah. live longer, yet yeah. we've got this baby boomers, you yeah. know, skew in our demographics where yeah. there's this big sort of bulge of our population mm. group um, through to about 1964, so yeah, so 45 to 1965. And thereafter, yeah. we see that no. in fact that population size, age for age group for age group, in mm. fact, starts to decline. And why that's a significant <clears throat> issue is that as these baby boomers and the first one hit 65 in 2011. <laughs> And yeah. he's already in retirement, ostensibly, yeah, 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 yeah. is that we've got this massive group of people moving into retirement yeah. and are going to spend everything they've yeah. got. And the mob coming in behind them are <laughs> going to be the taxpayers yeah. to fa- fund their supposed yeah. aid, government age mm-hmm. pensions. Mm-hmm. There's just not yeah. going to be enough money for yeah. that. Yeah. And the recent government um, uh, yeah. uh, Report that came out, the intergenerational mm-hmm. report, is yeah. highlighting some of those issues. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah. so it's, it's a case of being aware that, look, that's the reality. It's not a case of you going, oh, well, they mm-hmm. should just pick up the thing and make it happen. It's just yeah, a reality. Yeah, There's yeah, just not yeah. going to be enough money in the system yeah. to fund these things. So, as a, as a baby boomer now, um, mm-hmm. the decisions you make mm-hmm. through this next period are massively important to how well it's going to go for you because you, I don't think planning for the government age pension yeah. as part of your strategy yeah, yeah. is actually the smart move. Yeah, I no, think you need to yeah, move yeah. and be a bit more independent yeah, if you can yeah. um, mm. and get your head out of the sand on this issue. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's lots of uh, people downsizing now in the future. I mean, you see it also if you look at all the apartment developments and everything that's being built. It's just the the whole population growth. It's not only people who live here, but people who come to Australia in the future and they all need to live somewhere. And... um, yeah, so um, and it's a global trend anyway. Yeah. We see that that this, the average number of people per dwelling did, did, is declining. I mean, this is Australia had that luxury position. It's a big country and a lot of space. Lo- but if you look into Europe, I mean, it's we all lived in apartments. Where yeah. This whole hype about apartment living, I found that what, what what are they talking about? It's yeah. because coming from Germany, it's so normal. People live their whole life in apartments. Yeah, that transition is going it's on. Just, now. It's um, yeah, exactly. That is a whole that whole discussion no one not everyone can have a five bedroom house and if no. you look in the big cities like in Germany for example we've been in Berlin last year and if you want to live in Berlin you live in an apartment there's, there's what, a few houses on the outskirts but this yes. is just no one discusses that and everyone even families with children and everyone is living in apartments but by the way um, there is a, a recent uh, research from um, the Urban Task Force Australia about oh, yes. apartment living that was quite interesting. So, with a lot of um, 
figures about why people live in apartments, who lives in apartments, what's important for them. So if, if anyone wants to look that up, it's on the website um, Urban Task Force Australia. If you Google that, you will find it, and they have um, quite interesting figures about how many people are living. For example, in um, Sydney, there's 56% of Sydney siders are involved in apartment living in some way. So they either own one, they rent one, they bought one as an investment, or they plan to move into right. one. And 36% are already living in apartments, which is quite a big and number. And we're seeing that that's those statistics skew, because we, we get involved with property strategies within mm. our planning for our clients, <coughs> and so we kind of see those statistics and, and yeah. that shift to yeah. um, higher, you know, um, multi-level yeah, dwelling yeah. living is... is yeah is just something that's yeah. it is it's a trend it's a global trend and yeah, it's not a yeah. trend that's likely to change anytime yeah, soon yeah. um so the notion of downsizing is quite normal actually yeah. within the context of what yeah, else is going on in the world yeah, yeah. um it's about the fact we're in that transitional phase mm -hmm. i suppose in terms of this country and what's going on mm -hmm. here so it's how we cope with that and these decisions yeah, that yeah, we make yeah. through this process as to what's what it looks like and how it yeah. works out for us yeah, yeah. through the next phase after that. Mm. But, I mean, just one more thing. To all the empty nesters or people who actually downsized that I've spoken, they all said it was the best decision we ever made. You know, they sort of Absolutely. getting rid of yes. all that old stuff. And the other big topic is always this emotional attachment to everything. But I think people have to really be aware, is that actually... A positive or a negative thing because that is you often these are the things that anchor them in the past instead of letting that go and you know you don't need every little pen your grandmother ever gave you or someone is this stuff you know you just get rid of it and I mean your um, your uh, memories are actually not in these objects they are only triggered by the object so you know if you have other if you have a photograph or something you, you have your memories in yourself and you, you so there are ways forget. to that's right it's so there's ways to stuff. kind of yeah. move on from this exactly but I, think so that, I mean i wouldn't be surprised if there was a um, study or something done which found that there was a correlation between um health and mental health yeah yeah, yeah. and the degree of clutter you have yeah, yeah. and degree yeah, yeah. of discomfort yeah. or just degree of of concern yeah, yeah, yeah. that you have and chaos you have mm, around you mm, and mm, removing yeah, chaos yeah. and uncertainty yeah. has got to be good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. There's always cleaning and tidying up is always a good yeah. thing to do. And I guess it frees up a lot of time as well. Yeah, exactly. You get more organized. And we had other podcasts on that issue. Um, yeah, so um, I think, did we talk about everything we wanted to? Maybe. <laughs> or is there anything else you want to throw in here? <laughs> no, I think we've sort of pretty much covered everything. Um, I mean, the main thing, I guess, that um, that, that I, I, I would just reiterate um, uh, from we were, stuff that we were talking about a little bit earlier on was really those, those sort of, the, the one main key issue was certainly um, know your numbers, know how much income yeah, you've got, yeah. how much income you're going to need, what are your expenses, how much capital have you got to go into this next phase, and then that you are not putting yourself in a position where you're going to have to invest in a, in a stressed way to be able to try and meet those numbers. Mm. Um, timing is certainly important. I mean, where, how, mm. long you, how long you give yourself to get some good research, good planning and stuff like that is, how, you know, is really important to it all. 
Um, and the key thing really at the end of the day is back to what I said is the thing that we're passionate about is that if you can walk out of this process six inches taller <laughs> because you've just got a whole lot less to worry about, yeah. not just the financial pr- process, but the whole move and downsizing mm, mm. process leaves you six inches taller because you've got so much less dragging you backwards mm. and keeping you awake at night or, or just yeah, keeping yeah. you sort of busy in a routine sort of nonsensical way which robs you of life, mm. then, you know, then I think you've done okay. Mm, that's great. So just tell us at the end, where can people find you and what you do in the internet? Right. <laughs> when we, they want to look something up. Right. So we're a, a Sydney-based business. Um, mm. I do have clients to some degree around the country, so it's always I'm always open to have a conversation there. Um, and if I can't help, I certainly can refer to somebody who works in a similar way to mm. us, um, which is a fee-for-service strategic-based planning business. Um, and um, my website is uh, au. So that's Cooper, C-O-O-P-E-R, and Barber as in haircuts. B-A-R-B-E-R. Oh, that's easy. au, And um, so we're based in Sydney, and I pretty much will see people all over mm. the city. Depends on where we just need to meet. But, that's, you know, it starts off with an email or a telephone yeah, call, perhaps. sure. And um, take yeah. it from there. Cool. Thank you so much um, for sharing your advice and your knowledge. You're welcome. <laughs> that was great to have you. So now that brings us to the end of this podcast. Um, please... Um, visit the Downsize with Style website to learn more about how I can help you downsize with style. Um, for those of you who are ready to start, I offer a one-hour personal downsizing consultation online. So no matter where you are, um, you can book that on my website. Um, on the I just um, the domain is www.downsizewithstyle.com. You will find a link there. For those of you who are in Sydney. Um, I am lucky I have a cooperation with the Bow Concept showroom in Gross Nest, so we can use their showroom anytime. And um, I offer also like two-hour mini workshop consultation there where you can bring your floor plan and your questions. And we can sit in the beautiful showroom there and talk about all your challenges about storage and decluttering and um, versatile apartment furniture all around us. So that's great. I can show you some really interesting things there. Um, so that's one offer I have. And then um, I would like to also announce a um, three-part workshop series on apartment living that's coming up in spring 2015. This is um, in cooperation with the City of Sydney Libraries. There will be three Saturdays. I don't know yet which Saturday, so they are working on that at the moment in the Green Square Library with three different topics. So if you are interested in downsizing, you could come to all of the three um, events. So this is, um, I will email and put stuff on my website once um, we know exactly when that is going to happen. And then finally, and this is, I would like to ask you a big favor. Um, if you find this podcast valuable and you like it, um, it's a free service which requires a lot of time and money investment as well. So if you find it valuable, please go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and a review. That would be much appreciated and helps promote the show in the big jungle of iTunes, podcast jungle. So thank you so much for listening today. I hope we speak next week and um, I wish you a great week.